Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Uh, here we are in the uh, week of Thanksgiving. Uh, good so morning. Happy Tuesday. About that. I know you're headed down to uh, Maryland with your whole family, right? It's going to be down there. Yeah. Yeah. The whole crew, uh, Josh and Emily will meet us there because they're in Delaware already, but uh, Caleb and Olivia and Anna and Ryan will all load up um, in a vehicle and do the, do the annual road trip. It'll be super fun. Mm -hmm. Um, We do always try to sneak in a stop because we don't have top golf up here. (laughs) There is a top golf in route to Maryland. And so we usually try to to sneak in a little family competition there, um, which is always fun breaks up the road trip a little bit, but looking forward to spending time with everybody for sure. And we did our uh, leaders filming actually this summer when we filmed uh, our curriculum courses, mm-hmm. you know, another 10 of them actually. Um, we played top golf. Remember that? And uh, yes, we were, we yeah. were at your table. Yeah. That was so much fun. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I would say Dan and I are a little bit uh, competitive, right? <laughs> Just a little bit. You guys, you guys were fun to watch yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. Uh, so as we've you know talked about the uh, series of overcoming uh, worry, fear, and anxiety, um, you know we can we can appreciate uh, the fact that the world is you know getting crazier and crazier, uh, and really part of what causes uh, uh, worry and fear, particularly, is um, uncertainty mm-hmm. uh, that or unpredictability that um, if um, it's the way we, we normally see things or experience things. Mm-hmm. Even when you kind of go through, uh, let's say, a decline or something happens, you think predictably, well, it'll come back to this or it'll be this, and, and right. it, it lessens uh, mm-hmm. your, your worry and fear. It doesn't mean it eliminates it, but it lessens it. Um, when there's high unpredictability, um, now you don't know. Right. Uh, well, and, and I, I do think that's really what COVID has brought in yes. uh, you know, a, a high level of unpredictability and no one really knows what they can count on yeah, anymore yeah, at this yeah. point. Um, and there's um, analyst, uh, you know, I read uh, financial uh, analyst, uh, economic analyst, mm-hmm. and they, uh, I noticed a word uh, that they use, uh, unprecedented. Mm. Uh, well, this is unprecedented. Uh, mm-hmm. In other words, We've never seen this. Before. We haven't seen this before, right? We've never seen this before, and this combination of things, therefore, is unpredictable because mm-hmm. we don't really know the outcome of this because we can't go back and use our models or use our traditional approach to say, "Well, this is where it's going to go," because they say it's unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know right. what's happened with inflation, what's happened with labor, what's happening with supply chain, uh, right? You know, these are all things that are unprecedented. 
Right. That are and things that everybody. normally you can put some kind of pattern to, um, even, even when you look at business world, you look at the supply chain interruptions, you know, you set up at the beginning of the year, you set up goals and that sort of, and, and you can't really count on what those goals are going to look like. Am I setting them accurately? Am I setting up the right benchmarks? Because supply chain could completely interrupt everything that we even see forecast in sales, things like that. Right. It's very interesting. Right. Right. And then how, uh, yeah, yeah. Because of all that, it's also the way we're treated with uh, how we interact with uh, businesses and um, mm -hmm. because of what's happened and the labor shortage uh, because of the government policies is, um, I don't know if you experienced this, but uh, if you go to like to a department store, uh, it used to be that there's people at every cash register, there's people around helping right. out, all that. Well, right now, it, it takes a while to find anybody. Right. Uh, and then when they are, there's a long line because, uh, you know, they, they can't get through right. it quickly. And, uh, you know, just uh, uh, had a, interesting enough, had a flat tire. Uh, oh, no. Uh, that um, uh, Linda was driving. She wound up with a flat. And we have a, we have a car that gives you an indicator. Uh, mm -hmm. You got a problem, you know, with, with one of the tires. So, okay, we looked at it. Uh-oh. Um, it wasn't flat where I couldn't drive it. It was going flat. Right. Uh, so I took it to the store, uh, the tire store, uh, and um, basically I called them and said, you know, can I set up an appointment? Um, and they said, no. <laughs> uh, right. Our next appointment is in three weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, I said, well, I got, a, I got a flat. I need this fixed. We're going on a trip up to Vail to do our retreat. Uh, yeah, okay, bring it in. Uh, we'll try to get to it. And, you know, and you got, you're going to have to leave it because probably all day long uh, mm -hmm. uh, because you won't be able to just stay and, and wait for it. Okay, so we do. So I bring it in and I, I go into the store and there's uh, a line of eight people mm. to get up to the counter because there's only one guy at the counter. Right. Um, and they have a, a shortage of people and their systems are struggling and it's going to take take a while, you know. Which again is, it's on top of you know. The, and what I'm talking about here is the frustration of that. Mm -hmm. Is that, yeah, yep. That's the way things are going now. Yep, everything is going to be a struggle. Everything mm -hmm. is, you know. And then you go to and again, this is what and we're just talking about <laughs> in a simple way. You know, well that that's why you go to worry and fear. Is mm -hmm. that is everything. It will now yeah. be really, really difficult to live and function. And hey, I need. I'm mm -hmm. going to need certain things that you know we can't get, or it's going to take a long time, or it's frustrating. Uh, so you're building up that un what I call uncertainty. Mm -hmm. uh, I wonder, wonder how this is going to play out. This could, this could get worse, you know. And so that lays on the aspect of fe uh, fear, worry, and anxiety. So uh, we're dealing in a world of high uncertainty right now. Right. Uh, and because of that, we can't predict the real problems we get, which is the cause of worry and fear, which remember God said, mm -hmm. I understand that. Um, let me resolve it. Mm -hmm. Now, our thought, now this is interesting. Um, if we haven't learned to walk with God, as we now have uh, difficult things get more intense, but we've never had them resolved much in the past, what, what is our thought? Well, it's a very defeated. <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, yeah. Uh, I expect it to get worse. Mm 
Mm-hmm. My, and I'm talking about my problems are I expect to get worse because I've never seen right. them, I've never seen them resolved before, mm-hmm. uh, really. Uh, so um, uh, I now uh, am going to try to figure this out, but it's going to be difficult. And what God is saying is, we'll come and learn a new way. Um, mm-hmm. I will resolve it because this is cool. None of the scriptures that we read and none of that that we understand, and you and I understand this, is limited <laughs> to God's power. That right, He said it doesn't matter. Uh, nothing is too difficult for me. Um, mm-hmm. I can resolve this. It's not dependent on the on the uh, awful situation in the world. I can resolve this now, and I'm going to give you a life and give it to you super abundantly. When now, when in a really difficult place, and it doesn't. Just because it might have been better before and it's getting worse now, that doesn't stop me from delivering your mm-hmm. resolution. So, you know, it's a matter of believe that he's the resolver. Uh, last time we talked about uh, learning to trust me. Blessed are those who, whose trust is the Lord, whose uh, trust in the Lord. Uh, mm-hmm. That uh, it says, I'll give you the desires of your heart, uh, which is when you're in trouble. And he describes it. When you're in trouble, I'll give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 20, which is what? I've got a problem. I have resolution. I need yeah. a resolution, not a generic thing, or not That's give give, give me the ability yeah. to just put up with it. It's right. no. Uh, I'll give you an answer to a specific solution. And then in, in uh, uh, Psalm twenty-five, it says, um, "I trust you, knowing that I'm not going to be disappointed, knowing that I'm not going to be put to shame, knowing that I don't put my false hope that you're going to resolve it." And then you really don't. Um, mm-hmm. No, I'm going to trust all the way through. You will bring resolution to this specific issue that I have in my life, which is causing me to you know, go to fear and, and worry. Uh, okay, go to uh, Psalm 37 uh, and re- read verses uh, 3 to 6. This is, this is really a cool statement uh, that he makes about this. Go to Psalm 37, 3 to 6. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Yeah. Uh, So twice in there, it says, trust the Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, Put your trust in the Lord. Um, He will uh, give you the desires of your heart. And again, when we're talking in this context, it's about, uh, I, got a, I got a real problem, mm-hmm. and I do need a resolution. And, and see, that's not, I, I, let, me, let me say it a different way, it's not abnormal. Right. Uh, well, because I'm a Christian, I shouldn't really worry about it, and whatever happens, happens, and I guess that's God's will. He says, no, uh, it's normal uh, of my creation that you got an issue, you got a problem, you mm-hmm. need a resolution. That's, that's the way we, we operate. Right. Uh, everybody's driven that way. Um, now, the heart uh, is what's going to either let us let God resolve it or uh, we're going to try to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when we try to do it ourselves, it doesn't get resolved fully. Right. Or partially, or even could get worse. Uh, so then we attribute that to, well, I'm a believer and God's supposed to take care of me, but he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, why can I trust him? And this desires of my heart, I mean, that seems self-centered anyway, you know, so why would I even right, care about right. that? He says, no, I understand that a normal, healthy desire is you got a problem, you want a resolution. Trust me. And he says, if you trust me, what? I'll bring it to pass. Mm-hmm. Okay, bring what to pass? 
The resolution. The resolution. His resolution. I will yeah. bring it to pass. And, mm-hmm. and here's, the, here's the cool thing that we're trying to help everybody understand. Not only is he going to instruct you, mm-hmm. he's going to fulfill by, he says, I will bring it to pass, which means what? He can do things supernaturally right. that we can't do. He can change things. He can make things happen. He can fulfill things. He said, I will bring it to pass. And, you're, and the key is, as you go down this path of, of the resolution, it begins with trust. Trust mm-hmm. me, trust me, trust me. Um, and staying with him that, you know, you look at verse five, commit your way to the Lord. Yeah. That's, that's staying right there with him yep. every step of the way. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Psalm 40. Uh, this is, we talked about this before we, we raised it up. Uh, this is when you're stuck in the mud. Um, and stuck mm-hmm. in the mud is, uh, I can't figure this out. Um, so go to Psalm 40. Let's see what he says. Uh, read verses one through five. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord, my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. Yeah. Uh, so he says, um, yeah, I know you're stuck in the, in the mud. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'll do is if you trust me, uh, I'm going to deliver you from that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and he uses this beautiful analogy. He says, uh, when you're stuck in the mud, you literally can't lift your feet and you're, right. you can't go anywhere. And the, and the adversity is now just overwhelming you. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I understand that. If you trust me, he says, what am I going to do? I'm going to set your feet where? On a rock. On a on rock. The rock. On the rock. <laughs> so see, I'm going to take you, um, uh, and this is really cool. I'm going to take you away from getting stuck mm-hmm. to someplace that's solid that, that now you know that mm-hmm. it's going to be resolved and you have a, expect, uh, a, a joy about that. And then he says, from there, and it's really cool in the scriptures how they're so beautiful, from there you can start stepping. Mm, uh, right. Uh, so mm. let, me, let me get you unstuck. Now I'm going to take you on a path mm-hmm. because you're free. What? You're free to walk when, as far as you can see, I'm in a double bind. I can't, no matter what I do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cause this not to work or it's going to fail. Mm-hmm. Or if I do this, uh, it's going to maybe cause more problems over here. And that's why you're stuck. He said, well, let me get you on a rock, mm-hmm. secure. Now you can start stepping. What's, and then we can walk. <laughs> you can walk. See, you can walk where? With me mm-hmm. into the resolution. Because why? Well, you, you went to me. And you trusted me to give you these, these processes of, mm-hmm. let me get you unstuck, and now let me have you walk into the resolution. Uh, why? Because we trusted him. So uh, it's a beautiful statement of uh, what, you know, what God has for us. Uh, go to Psalm uh, 71. It says it uh, in a, another way, uh, 1 to 5. Psalm 71, 1 to 5. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continually come. 
You have given the command to save me for you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and cruel man. For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. Yeah. So he's saying, you know, okay, I got a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm struggling and I'm, I'm vulnerable uh, and things aren't working out. And he says, um, I'm going to look to you to be my what? He uses a word in there, uh, fortress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to look to you to be my fortress. Okay. What is, what's a fortress? A fortress is, is a level of protection, even. It, it surrounds something in order to protect what is inside. Yeah, yeah. And implied here is when you're inside the fortress, mm-hmm. they can't, they see they can't defeat you. Right. Uh, because it's not just you out there by yourself, which is easily defeated. Right. But you're, you're behind the, the, the strength of the fortress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, uh, may you, God, be my fortress. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be behind you. <laughs> so, right, uh, right. It's, it's a beautiful picture of, uh, and this is, this is uh, you know, kind of the way what trust looks like is, is, is uh, we'll get behind God. You know, uh, let, him, mm-hmm. let him be in the front. Yes. Uh, let him, let, he, he can handle it. Um, nobody's going to attack him. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, let me get behind that. Um, and, okay, you go out there first. <laughs> right. Um, and I'll just, I'll just follow you because... He says, because why? I trusted you. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't that, well, I tried to follow you and you, and you left me alone. Mm-hmm. In other words, here I am. I'm trying to be behind you. And you went over here exposing me to the problem, more, more in depth of the problem. Mm-hmm. No, I trust that you are the fortress at a level that nothing's going to right. uh, keep you from resolving my issue and I'll just, I'll just stand behind you. Right. Um, let me get behind you and then I'll follow you into all you have to say and right. do. And Why? the only thing that takes it. us out of that is if we step out from behind the fortress. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and, and it's By our of, choice. And, and again, think of the, the reason for that is if I step out of it, in essence, what do I think? That I know better, that I can handle it. Because, because I, my expectation Mm-hmm. Of God is what he's not right going to actually protect me. Mm, uh, yeah. So since he's not going to protect me, well, then I might as well try it myself and not be uh, passive mm-hmm. and say, "Well, okay, uh, hope he does." And if he doesn't, I guess I'm really going to get uh, you know uh, uh, severe problems here. Since since I don't trust that. Well, then I'm going to go try to do it myself. Um, mm-hmm. At least I'll give it a good, good try. Um, and sometimes maybe I can't because uh, in the natural, sometimes we do. Uh, but he says, no, trust me, I will be your fortress. Absolute, mm-hmm. 100%. Get behind me. I'm going to protect you and I'm going to pave the way so that this obstacle, this problem, this issue you're mm-hmm. having that's causing you fear and worry is going to be resolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, stay with me and we'll walk into it. Um, uh, so let's look at, um, this is interesting, um, as we try to illustrate this, we actually have a couple of uh, illustrations. So let's go to Daniel chapter 6 uh, and read verses 23 to 28. This is Daniel. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a situation where, um, if you remember, uh, and, and Daniel, remember, is 
uh, over 70, 80 years of his life. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we read the first six chapters, it talks about these tests that he had, uh, he and his friends. We tend to think, because we read them, well, they all happened in about a month. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, well, no, they happened over 60, 70 years. So that right. um, it wasn't all the time that they were faced with these severe tests, but rather they, over time, uh, and they were promoted and they were blessed, they lived, they actually lived a mm -hmm. really nice life. Uh, and remember, right. and this is what we're trying to say, um, particularly when we get, when you, when you, if you follow our end time stuff, is mm -hmm. um, the remnant, which is what they were, uh, were defeated in Jerusalem. Right. Uh, they were captured. They, all, right. all of the things they were used to of, of worship and uh, gathering together and the feast uh, mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if you you've, uh, have any Jewish friends or Messianic Jews, but um, they've got seven feasts during the year that they mm -hmm. that they celebrate, and they know how to do it. <laughs> right, uh, right. It's part of their it's part of their culture uh, is celebration of those feasts. Well, they couldn't do any of that, uh, and he had to learn the foreign language. He had to learn the foreign customs. He had to learn all mm -hmm. that, um, and he, God delivered to him. And this is what we're trying to say: the covenant life despite the problems they had. Right, uh, right. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing, and you can live a grand. And despite living in the middle of Babylon, right. where sin was so rampant, oh, and so many things looked different than what what he knew was, was God's best. That's right. You know? And the way you used to, yeah, I understand that. It's going to be different, but it's still going to be my life for you. Come and enjoy it mm -hmm. and, and experience it. So they do. So Daniel, uh, now in, in chapter 6, um, he's actually with a different king now, uh, and uh, the king has had, has had favorable uh, thoughts about him because he's such a, a, a wonderful uh, leader. Daniel, I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, well, the people come against him. His, his other advisors come against him and say, we got to uh, trick Daniel mm. and get uh, the king to have a decree so we can get rid of Daniel. Uh, mm -hmm. So he said, "Hey, King, if anybody doesn't, you know, does uh, worship you and praise to somebody else, uh, let's let's put him to death." The king signs it. Didn't didn't think about. Wasn't thinking about Daniel. He's, about who that would involve. Right. He signs it, and then uh, they come out with a new law. Mm -hmm. You can't uh, worship your God. Uh, okay, what does Daniel do? He still continues to worship God. He says. Well, um, it doesn't matter what you as a my authority is. And this is, this is something mm -hmm. that we've, we've spent some time processing about, um, you know, even the issue of, you know, the vaccine and government authority uh, is that um, he says, basically, yes, you follow the, the, the authority of the, that you're under, uh, a, mm -hmm. a government, whatever. But if that violates the truth of who you are with me, right. I'm going to ask you to stand against that and not right. follow the authority of the local government or the government, and you follow uh, what I've asked right. you to do. Um, and ultimately, God is our final authority. He's our final authority. So yeah. he says, I'm not doing that. I'm going to go ahead and worship uh, and keep praying, which he does, and they catch him. Uh, mm -hmm. And okay, you got to be thrown the alliance. And now the, the king, who didn't want that to happen, he said, well, Sorry, but I got to follow the law. My hands I, are tied. That yeah. I actually put in place. Sorry. Uh, I, hope you, I hope your God does something. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're going to the lion's den. And, and when they threw somebody in the lion's den, um, interesting enough, uh, it would be uh, uh, at dusk. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's when the lions particularly are, are uh, ravenous. Uh, they threw them in. And, and then the next day, they would go and pick up their remains um, mm-hmm. and let the lions feast on the person they just threw in the lion's tent who's going to eat them all night. Uh, okay, so that's what that's the story. Okay, so there's mm-hmm. where we are. Uh, read Daniel 6, 23 to 28. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him because he had trusted in his God. And the king commanded, and those men who had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the den of lions, they, their children, and their wives. And before they reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces. Then King Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Okay. Uh, Well, um, Daniel is thrown into the lion's den. Mm -hmm. Uh, It says he was preserved. Why? Because God protected him. And because Daniel did what? He trusted in God. He trusted God, yes. So he trusted in God that um, you've said... And you you can re- resolve this awful thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, here it's is facing, in a sense, sure death. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not normal, logical that he would go in there and nothing would happen to him. Um, he's going to get attacked and eaten. Would be the general uh, truth uh, mm-hmm. in the natural. So he said, um, uh, first of all, I'm not going to change what I just did so that I am preserved. So he didn't compromise. Right. He didn't compromise and say, well, okay, uh, since you're going to really carry this out uh, and that's going to cause me fear and worry, uh, how about if I negotiated something different or how about if I relented uh, on, okay, I won't do that anymore publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, will that satisfy you? You know, because why we go to, we, we, he could have gone to try to solve this himself. Right. Um, or uh, it said, you know, uh, I'm fretting and worrying about this and it's bothering me and I, and I can't handle it. But it says, no, because he trusted in God. Mm-hmm. God fulfilled. And think about it. In this case, the resolution to a real problem mm-hmm. had to be done by who? By God. By God. Uh, because um, in the natural... It would have been carried out, but the mm-hmm. problem had to be resolved by doing by God doing what? Shutting the lion's mouth, right? And putting putting something there, so to speak, that there wasn't even an attempt. Because when right. he was pulled out, it wasn't like well, you're. He all, wasn't even remotely harmed. No, no, he, nothing. You're yeah. kind of clawed up, or you're bloody. Uh, wow, it's great that you made it, but look, you know, we got to clean you up. It's mm-hmm. no. Wait a second, nothing happened to you. Period. Right. Uh, wow. 
that's amazing. And it was so overwhelming uh, that King Darius, uh, who, by the way, <laughs> he's the one that caused the problem in the first place, in a sense, by mm-hmm. signing it, said, I made a mistake. So all you guys that manipulated this, I'm mm-hmm. throwing you in there. And by the way, what happened to them? And they were immediately overpowered and, and eaten. <laughs> on, on their way down. Yeah. Uh, so it said the lions were waiting. And as they came down, they, they basically grabbed him and started eating at him and gnawing him at him in, in their mouths as they mm-hmm. were coming down. Uh, he said so it was immediate. Uh, well, because of that, he says, um, God's, da- Daniel's God is a mm-hmm. God of one who brings resolution, God who protects. Right. Uh, everybody, let's recognize that. Why? Well, because the evidence is there. Right. Uh, we see the evidence. Um, and it's only because he trusted God. Mm. Um, and he saw, he saw a resolution to a real, real problem. And so uh, that's what you know, we need to continue to understand is that I'm going to bring resolution. And by the way, mm-hmm. and this is what he's trying to say in all these verses, it'll be my work that I can mm-hmm. do that I know you can't. Right. Uh, that's what you begin to trust, you know, God's supernatural uh, action. Uh, and okay. by the way, God has brought major glory in the midst of that when he is given the opportunity to do what only he can do and people bear witness of that. Yeah. Okay. When you, um, when you say that, what, what do you mean uh, God can bring, get the glory? For what? Well, for delivering, for actually carrying things through. And I think that's why it's so important that we authentically share things as well. I think sometimes we, um, especially in today's world, we tend to muffle the things that we see and know that God is doing, that we have trusted him and he's given us steps to take. And we tend to not want to offend somebody by not telling them that it was God. And so we change the story a little bit or tap it down. So nobody thinks we're crazy. And, um, And really, if we just give God his credit and exalt him for what he did, then everyone sees him and they're drawn to him. Just like King Darius was drawn. He's like, wow, that is proof that your God is who he says he is. So when we live out loud, um, people know who he is and he's exalted and they, and they come to him. They want more of that. Right. And think about what you just said. Um, um, Why did King Darius respond in that way? Because he saw what? He saw the proof. Proof. Uh, Yeah. Okay, what's the proof? The proof is the real resolution Mm -hmm. of a real problem circumstantially. Right. That's the proof. Uh, That's what got It was solved supernaturally. It was solved supernaturally. (laughs) And that um, that's why it has to be specific. Mm -hmm. It has to be resolution of my thing. Why? Well, that's where God fulfills himself of Mm -hmm. showing the world it's real right what well the deed that was fulfilled in reality and it wasn't hypothetical uh, where daniel says well um i'm sorry that you're throwing me in and i wish you weren't but hey i know god's gonna uh, take me home um Mm -hmm. okay well okay he says that he gets eaten. <laughs> mm-hmm. What would have been the response? The lions ate him, and that was that. Because yeah, well, God didn't well, do anything. He's about just it. he's just like any other person, <laughs> right? Um, and I hope I hope that his I hope 
that what he said is true, that he's going to go and be with God, but mm-hmm. who knows? And as far as we know, that right. doesn't, that doesn't really occur because we've yeah. something different. It doesn't really matter. Okay, fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, in this case, what happened? Daniel's problem that you could see would cause fear for sure mm-hmm. um, was resolved. Right. When it was resolved, it brought glory to God. Right. In reality, based on the real thing that happened. And that's right. what that's when he says, see, I've come to give you life and give it to you super abundantly. Mm-hmm. It includes in a great way because of the way we live. Mm-hmm. In the world, you're going to have what? Trouble. When? All the time. All the time. <laughs> see, uh, and you can, you can identify them. Um, uh, and this is what we call our, your unresolved issues list, is at any point in time, uh, mm-hmm. likely you're going to have anywhere from you know, four to five to six, even as many as uh, 15 to 20. Uh, mm-hmm. That are things that, well, um, they're not resolved. That are weighing my, you down weighing and unresolved. And, yeah. Well, they have to be resolved in reality, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what happened with Daniel. Is it really happened? Uh, it really was resolved in in reality. Why? Because he trusted God. You know, what do you have to say about this? I'm gonna I'm gonna save you, uh, and then it happened. Uh, okay, let's go look at a different uh, example. Uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, first of all, let's start with uh, set up the. Uh, uh, the situation, Second uh, uh, Kings 18, uh, mm-hmm. 1 to 8. Okay. In the third year of Hosea, how do you say that? Hosea? Hosea. In the third year of Hosea, son of Ella, king of Israel, Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abby, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that David, his father, had done. He removed the high places and broke the pillars and cut down the Asherah. He broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days, the people of Israel had made offerings to it. It was called Nehushtan. <laughs> he trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel, so that there was none like him among all the kings of Judah after him, nor among those who were before him. For he held fast to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but kept the commandments that the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him wherever he went. He prospered. He rebelled against the king of Assyria and would not serve him. He struck down the Philistines as far as the Gaza and its territory from watchtower to fortified city. Okay. So um, uh, he's saying, uh, and by the way, his dad was uh, what's called an, was an evil king. Um, and... He had he he was the one that set up all this worship to Baal mm-hmm. um, and Israel. Yeah, had, there's all kinds of idol worship going on. All there. kinds yeah. of idol worship, and um, his dad and mom actually were part of that. And mm-hmm. um, uh, as a result, uh, Israel has been uh, uh, having uh, everything not work well. Uh, mm-hmm. Their their crops aren't doing well. Uh, their vines aren't doing well. Um, they're getting oppressed by the enemy. Uh, and it was a pattern of if you followed me, I'm going to bless you. If, you. if you choose not to, you're subject to the influences of the uh, world. And um, it's going to be bad for you. It's going to be difficult for you. And so uh, it says Hezekiah, 25 years old, young, young man, mm-hmm. uh, it said, what, what did he do? He got rid of all those idols yeah. and started following God. Yeah, he did what was right by, well, I'll mm-hmm. follow you. 
and let you give me instruction to uh, guide me because why? I trust you. Um, mm-hmm. I, see, I see the difference where, because <laughs> uh, I live with my parents and you know what? It didn't work out very well. Right. And I saw something. Uh, now, if he, this is interesting, if he was following God at age 25, Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow God, and I'm going to do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. What did he know? What had he done as a young man? At some point, he knew the ways of the Lord. Okay, so he had abided. Mm-hmm. And okay, I got I to gotta understand what it is that you are saying is right, because his own sense, mm-hmm. and again, this is where I talk to people that actually, even though you're struggling with this, because you're seeking something new, your heart is carrying you to, wait a minute, um, I need to know more about this. And so Hezekiah, mm-hmm. I mean, think about Hezekiah, because his parents weren't following it at all. Right. And they could have said, I don't bother. Mm-hmm. He said, well, as far as I can see, something's not right here. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go look at what, the, what does God have to say about this? Because this is what we have. We have the, the Torah and we have the prophets. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to understand this. And he studied it. And when he became in rulership, he said, well, I don't want to live in all this adversity and trouble anymore that I see mm-hmm. my parents living in. And I see the reason. Right. <laughs> What's the reason? The reason is, which is what God has spoken to us. If you walk in the flesh, it's right. not going to go well for you. Mm-hmm. If you walk in the spirit, I'll resolve things. I'll give you resolution. I'll give you uh, right. abundant life. Um, and he said, okay, I'm going to learn it. So he did what was right. I trust, I trusted what God was. Now, this is interesting. Um, he was born in a situation where things aren't, aren't good. Right. Well, how did he trust God? He'd never seen it before. Hmm. Well, but he was walking with him, abiding in him and letting God lead him. Okay. And, and what did he learn? Because this is what he began to see. is like, oh, when uh, my forefathers, because mm-hmm. uh, remember, he's, he's, he's got uh, the writings of, of David. Uh, right. Yeah. In fact, it even says that he looked, you know, according to all David had done. Yeah. Uh, you know? so, so he did he, have that example. He went through it all. It's like, oh, I, I see something. Mm-hmm based upon what the word says, um, is that when they follow God, they got blessed. Went well. <laughs> when they didn't follow God, it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he'd never experienced that. But because he was willing to abide, mm-hmm. he received a strength of that, is that, yes, son, it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, then I'm going to come and see. Um, and based upon his willingness of what he had heard and received, purely uh, from receiving God's word, not from experience, because mm-hmm. he hadn't experienced it. Uh, well, I'm willing. I'm willing to to go and do this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do all what's right in the eyes of the Lord. <laughs> and he did, because mm-hmm. why I trust. I'm gonna go see if this is really true. Guess what? He did it. What did he find out? That it's true. It's really true. Yeah. Uh, and he, was, he said he was blessed. 
And uh, he had a chance to compromise. It's, uh, he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm not surrendering to them. No, I'm not going to give in. Uh, uh, I'm going to uh, be willing to follow God. Okay. Yeah, said he, he held fast to the Lord. I love that yeah. picture. And we're going to yeah. actually, that's going to be one of the things that we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does it mean to hold fast to the Lord? We're going to actually get into mm. the de- depth oh, of that. Oh, good. Uh, okay. So he says, okay, f- uh, I've learned this. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, um, <laughs> just because you learn it, does that mean it never happens again? No. No. In fact, uh, that's part of ingraining it and learning it more is actually well, putting it into practice. Because, because, um, and this is, this is important. Um, he said, I experienced God's protection. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, because I, I got to this point, Mm-hmm. I'm always going to be protected. Everything's going to be great. Mm. I never now have to. I'll, coast. I'll never have another <laughs> problem again. Um, and Jesus, you know, reminds us: No, in the world you're going to have what? Trouble. Trouble. Don't let your heart move into that trouble. Because uh, mm-hmm. why? What's going to happen? Okay, so uh, we go to uh, uh, verse 17, uh, chapter 18. Hezekiah has experienced, you know, blessing. Hallelujah. He's excited. Well, let's see what happens. Uh, Go to uh, 17 through 35. A little bit long, but it's worthy of reading. All right. Yes. You are testing my pronunciation. So I'm just going to say it all with confidence and pretend I know how to say it. You can even skip over because uh, (laughs) that's not the important part of it. So if you want to skip over them, you can. And the king of Assyria sent to Tartan, the Rabsaris, and the Rabshaka with a great army from Lachish to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem. And they went up and came to Jerusalem. When they arrived, they came and stood by the conduit of the upper pool, which is on the highway to the washer's field. And when they called for the king, there came out to them Elakim, the son of Hilkiah, who was over the household, and Shebna, the secretary, and Joah, the son of Asaph, the recorder. And the Rabshakeh said to them, Say to Hezekiah, Thus says the great king, the king of Assyria, On what do you rest this trust of yours? Do you think that mere words are strategy and power for war? And whom do you now trust that you have rebelled against me? Behold, you are trusting now in Egypt, that broken reed of a staff, which will pierce the hand of any man who leans on it. Such is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who trust in him. But if you say to me, we trust in the Lord our God, is it not he whose high places and altars Hezekiah has removed, saying to Judah and Jerusalem, You shall worship before this altar in Jerusalem. Come now, make a wager with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 horses if you are able to part, able on your part to set riders on them. How then can you repulse a single single captain among the least of my master's servants when you trust in the Egypt for chariots and for horsemen? Moreover, is it written without the Lord that I have come up against this place to destroy it? The Lord said to me, go up against this land and destroy it. Then Elakim, the son of Hilkiah, and Shebna, the son of Joah, and Joah said to Rabshakeh, please speak to your servants in Aramaic, for we understand it. Do not speak to us in language of Judah within the hearing of the people who are on the wall. But Rabshakeh said to them, has my master sent me to speak these words to your master and to you and not to the men sitting on the wall who are doomed with you to eat their own dung and drink their own urine? 
Then the Rabshakeh stood and called out in a loud voice in the language of Judah, hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus says the king, do not let Hezekiah deceive you, for he will not be able to deliver you out of my hand. Do not let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord by saying the Lord will surely deliver us and this city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah, for thus says the king of Assyria, make your peace with me and come out to me. Then each one of you will eat of his own vine and each one of his own fig tree. And each one of you will drink the water of his own cistern until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of grain and wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive trees and honey, that you may live and not die. And do not listen to Hezekiah when he misleads you by saying the Lord will deliver us. Has any of the gods of the nation ever delivered his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Sepharvam, yep. Kena, and Iva? Yeah. <laughs> Have they discovered Samaria out of my hand? Have they delivered Samaria out of my hand? Who among all the gods of the lands have delivered their lands out of my hand that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand? Yeah. Okay. So um, the enemy uh, and they, uh, you know, basically are gathering together mm -hmm. um, and they've also observed something that, um, well, there's been attempts Mm -hmm. to take over Israel since uh, Hezekiah became king. Right. They haven't succeeded. Um, and they recognize that, well, because think about what they're saying here. Um, they understand that he believes in his God, what he calls his God. Right. Uh, well, yeah, he believes in his God. Uh, and, and that's why they're getting, you know, uh, protected. And so... Uh, uh, what does he come, a Sennacherib, what does he, he and his cohorts, uh, the Rabshakeh, etc. how do they appeal to the people that are under the leadership of Hezekiah? Basically, as you read the story, what, what's their, what's their uh, strategy? Um, to, to bring them to disbelief. Yeah. You know. Yes. Uh, they have, you know, has anybody else, have you seen these other countries? Has anybody ever been defeated? Are not been defeated by me. Yeah. Anybody I've come against, I have taken. So look at my track record and yeah. see if that really holds to what you think you believe. Yeah. And don't let Hezekiah say, God will deliver us. Mm -hmm. Don't trust in God. Um, yeah. Your God isn't going to do this because a lot of people have, have prayed to, to, to quote their gods, mm -hmm. which, he, which you had to read. <laughs> right. Uh, and they were defeated. Right. Uh, they didn't protect them. Their gods didn't protect them. Why do you think, and remember their, their viewpoint is uh, they don't have a sense that there is a God. It's just people, right. people uh, have their own set yeah, of Yeah, they gods. don't see a difference between no. Hezekiah's God and all these no. other so, gods. Yeah, yeah, you got, you, you got your gods. Yeah. They got their gods. We got our gods. Mm -hmm. um, you know what? None of that matters because um, it's all about our power and we can overrun mm -hmm. you. And if I was you and they said this, this is really interesting. Why don't you give up? Right. You can enjoy what you have today. It says mm -hmm. your own food, your own cisterns, your own wine. And then I will come and take you away. Mm -hmm. And what am I going to take you to? 
Um, what is he going to take him to? To take, his I'm land. Gonna, I'm going to take him to a beautiful place that mm-hmm. has vineyards and and uh, cattle and all that, just like your land. Right. Hey, you're right. you're not going to lose a thing. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is just surrender to me, and and uh, you know, why don't you give up? And you'll enjoy what you got now, and you won't have any consternation. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, and this is interesting. Um, they're coming against him, and, mm-hmm. the, and what's the truth? Nobody's defeated him up to this point. Right. That's the truth. Okay, so the people are basically, uh-oh, uh, we could be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could turn out poorly. Um, man, this, this may not work, you know, and uh, they would go to worry and fear. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what, what is the, really the enemy trying to say to them? You don't need to have worry and fear. Just, mm-hmm. just surrender to what I'm doing. Um, and trust and trust Ooh. trust what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and you'll be fine. You'll, you'll be fine. Uh, and do it this way. Uh, and so, as we look at the situation, uh, that's how we that's how we uh, look at things. Is that well? It's uh, uh, if I would just give up mm-hmm. and let things happen as they happen, I guess they'll turn out better because it looks like. If I fight this or I change this or even if I go to God, which he said, don't bother, mm-hmm. it ain't going to work. And that's where a lot of believers are is why bother? I've mm-hmm. been already convinced. You know, don't say that God's going to deliver you. No, he's not. And, and what do we say? Yeah, I kind of know that because I haven't been delivered. Right. I guess that's true. So why, why bother? And that, that's the whole point. Uh, okay, let's uh, finish this story. Mm. Uh, Go to 19, uh, verses 1 to 7. As soon as King Hezekiah heard it, he tore his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. And he sent Elohim, who was over the household, and Shebna, the secretary, and the senior priest, covered with sackcloth, to the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos. They said to him, Thus says Hezekiah, This day is a day of distress, of rebuke, and of disgrace. Children have come to the point of birth, and there is no strength to bring them forth. It may be that the Lord your God heard all the words of Rabshakeh, whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to mock the living God, and will rebuke the words that the Lord your God has heard. Therefore, lift up your prayer for the remnant that is left. When the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Say to your master, Thus says the Lord, Do not be afraid because of the words that you have heard with which the servants of the king of Assyria have have reveled me. Behold, I will put a spirit in him so that he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land and I will make him fall by the sword in his own land. Okay. So um, God's response to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know you're being being encouraged to don't trust me, don't follow me. I, right. you, know, you think I'm not going to deliver you. What, what's God's response to that? That uh, he's got a plan. I'm going to do not, it. Don't be afraid. I've got do, a plan. Do this not be afraid. Trust me. Mm-hmm. I will resolve this. Yeah. Trust me. I will resolve this. He says, I know that you're worried and fearful. I know that you're thinking I'm not going to do this. You're not mm-hmm. sure if I'm going to do this. And it looks like the enemy is way, way, way stronger than you, and they've never been defeated. Mm-hmm. So this situation you're facing, yeah, it looks impossible. I get it. Mm-hmm. And I know your tendency is, well, in impossible situations, probably is not going to work, so I guess I just give up. 
and try to do the best job I can and follow what I can to minimize the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and God said, no, uh, you can trust me. Um, and I'm giving you a word, and this is why you can trust me. I'm, the good news is, what did Hezekiah do? Well, he did trust him. Let's he, go, let's go seek God. Asked. Let's go yeah. seek God. Okay, all right. I, I, I heard all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go seek God. And what's the right. question, which is what we keep saying over and over again. Father, what do you got to say about this? What do you have to say? What do you have to say about this? Um, God said. Mm-hmm. I'll take care of it. Okay, now uh, we're out of time today. We'll pick this up tomorrow. We'll, we'll tell the end of the story. Hang on. Uh, we're at a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to find out. Um, so the appeal is don't bother. Mm-hmm. God isn't doing this, hasn't done it. Um, it ain't going to happen. Uh, you'd be better off cooperating with the problem and fixing mm-hmm. them, see what you can do to minimize the problem so you could, even though, yeah, you're going to be carried away, but yeah, it'll still be okay. Um, and God, and then, but Hezekiah says, well, let's go to God and say, what do you have to say about this? Uh, given that there is a concern, are you truly mm-hmm. going to do something for us? That's what we got to go find out and believe. And that's all based on trust. So we encourage you to uh, stay with it. Uh, realize these examples are real. And mm-hmm. God says, well, you got to learn to walk with me. And I'm saying, he got to saying to us, well, why don't you at least come and ask me? Mm-hmm. to speak to this as opposed to already saying what difference does it make mm-hmm. at least come that far and then let me take you further which is what we're right. going to do so we'll continue this uh, tomorrow uh, this and, is a fun uh, example i like that we're working through this one yeah it is a good one so we will see you uh, tomorrow uh, as we work more on this sounds great if you enjoyed today have a friend or be <laughs> be a friend have a friend yeah it'd be, good. it'd be good have, have a friend, friend. <laughs> have a friend too <laughs> Anyway, share the podcast yeah. with your friends, everybody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Be a friend and tell a yeah. friend. We're gonna really, we're gonna really get in the depth of this. And everybody, everybody that you know has a problem with worry and fear, mm-hmm. and so I encourage them to come and listen because we're gonna really walk through the depth of this. And and we're gonna come to a point where you're gonna see it actually is uh, you can get things right. resolved, which is what we trust. Yeah. So and we're gonna celebrate that alongside you as as we God does. Absolutely this. are. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.